0: Wow, the delay is way lower now.
1: Why is that? Because oh, because we updated the audio hijack.
0: No. No. It is because we got rid of the... um, What is it called? Uh, the, the noise gate.
1: Why did... Oh. oh! Why?
0: Because we're now exclusively using um, Orphonic to get rid of the spill between ah, okay. two microphones. Fair enough. And then you can actually... I mean, the, the gate is actually counterproductive in that scenario because... If Aphonix sees both my voice and Mon's voice, it can then calculate my voice out of her stream.
1: So fancy.
0: Mm. Hmm. But it also means there's less
2: of a delay, so it's actually
0: feeling pretty weird now to to speak. I know it doesn't
2: feel weird. You can hear yourself in real time. Actually, that was um that was one of the really trippy things about doing that first recording in the Apple podcasting studio where your own voice was really loud in your headphones i don't know if you found the same thing but i found it really weird to be listening to myself as i was speaking i mean we're used to it now but
1: i I don't remember much i'm pretty much blacked out throughout that whole recording
2: so much about (laughs) how good your memory
0: is
1: (laughs) i was kidding i know i remember um it was pretty awkward we listened back to earlier episodes the other day actually and i have a bit of an Australian accent in the old ones. Or I speak in an Australian <laughs> way. I don't have an Australian accent, um, but it's like... Crikey, mate.
2: <laughs> that was a good keynote. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good. Uh, yeah, that was really good. No, uh, that's not what I did. I had, this, I had this thing when I was phrasing everything like a question. <laughs> I don't know if you heard of this.
0: You know, Australians always go up in, in the,
1: a, end, the of end of the, of the sentence.
2: sentence. Is this an Australian thing? Yeah. yeah. I, did I do it just then when I said is this Australian <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 thing? Did, did it just <laughs> then? <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, Should we keep
0: talking about this? Oh, no. that was actually a question, so it doesn't really work that <laughs> way. I'm not so
2: good at this. So, are you saying no, but uh, all the things that I'm thinking of are questions, so it doesn't know, really right. work. <laughs> it is it is hard. Uh, the new did iPad did got, the- got a pretty good screen. No, it doesn't work. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) That's the only other sentence you could think of. I have an Um, iPad in front of me, so it was, you know, drawing inspiration from the room around.
0: You mean your brain is
2: simple? (laughs) Look, I didn't want to phrase it like that, but yes, I am Australian, so I think I have an excuse. I didn't want to phrase it like that? What do you. No, I meant a question. Oh, I did it just uh, then, didn't I? Yeah, you yeah, did. did. <laughs> All right. So now you I'm going to be nan- really conscious of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the worst. Uh, you it's should it's go back. Worst. You should pick
0: out weird weird ticks in our language. Yeah. So, so you know, we're so, super so,
2: I'm I'm really curious about this now. What's the alternative? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that wasn't
2: genuinely a question. If that was written down, there would be a question mark at the end of it. I don't get what was wrong with I that. I mean,
0: I mean, there's one very clear alternative
1: <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> what, to not talk. <laughs> <laughs> what is the iPad alternative? has okay. a very good screen. Just do it monotone.
0: Or 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 drop towards the end of the sentence.
1: Yeah, but that will be really
2: weird. Weird? Not. Does this <laughs> come from the Australian trait of sarcasm? It's not exclusively <laughs> an Australian trait, but you know, Australian like 99% <laughs> of the things that I say are sarcastic. So is that where and it you're, might come from?
0: You also just claimed sarcasm as an Australian invention. <laughs> I'm
2: perfectly okay with that, even though it's grossly not true.
1: Yeah, I feel like a lot of Australians are sarcastic, though. Or use sarcasm. Yeah, Australians
2: yeah. have a pretty dry sense of humour. Yeah, um, that's I think, good. I think Brits are a bit like that too.
1: Um, yeah, maybe, maybe,
0: maybe.
2: <laughs> um, this anyways, is this is something I, I had never considered or heard of. But this is. Good but you do you
0: know. hear that you speak differently from. Like Canadians, right? Or American? Do you hear that? you have UKan? an
2: accent? Oh, I know I have an accent, but okay, I don't okay, know okay. that I phrase everything as a question.
0: I, I, <laughs> I was, I was afraid we're the first ones breaking it to you.
2: Maybe no, so no. So they were good. I, I've never, never felt like I have an accent more than when listening back to this show. It's <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah, the, the thing is, the Australian accent isn't too bad. I hope.
1: Yeah, I think uh, you have a really nice Australian well. accent.
2: There are
0: really, I mean, there, there's definitely a range too, right? And I think yours is definitely all the way towards good Australian accent.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, see, mine, um, there there are definitely stronger Australian accents, but I didn't grow up in a particularly all-Australian area, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, I have, like, there's definitely influence around. Like, I know speaking to p- certain people at uni and work and things like that, they have very, what I would consider very strong Australian accents and way, way stronger than mine. Um, mm. Whereas, sort of, in Sydney, the further west, you go the generally speaking, the uh, less strong the Australian accents are. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm like somewhere in the middle
0: there. But it's also, I mean, in general, Sydney, Sydney accents are not as thick as maybe if you talk to someone from Queensland. That is true. Yeah. Yes.
1: Or yes. WA or... No, Abi- WA
0: is actually a bit different.
1: Yeah, like, I know. It but is it's definitely
0: not different. as... If, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the WA accent is.
1: Or um, Adelaide people. Have a pretty strong accent. Do they? Yeah, yeah. It's like a very distinct accent. It's like Brady Heron. Brady has a weird
2: accent though, because he's sort of he's yeah, muddled sort of with years way. of living abroad. Mm. Uh, I know that uh, Russell Ivanovich, the guy from Adelaide who does podcasts. Um, <laughs> I remember listening to him on podcasts. Uh, years and years ago and him and mark edwards i think on like separate shows but they were the Mm. two australian podcasters that i first listened to (laughs) and i remember Mm -hmm. their accents in a show filled with americans or canadians and europeans their accents really stood out as Uh, being australian Mm -hmm. accents like not in a bad way just in a this is something very different and i actually quite enjoyed listening to uh the shows that they did because it's like hey there's someone with a similar accent kind of Mm. thing but also
0: uh, their shows were also pretty good
2: oh yeah oh yeah yeah, oh, so yeah, yeah, cool. yeah no yeah. they they did some really good shows back in the day man iterate yeah. was so good i know I, I really liked it right Mobile nations had some top top podcasts like that got me st- started on podcasts and that was good what was the first podcast you listened to
1: did we talk I about this in that first episode spoken about this yeah, <laughs> yeah in our first <laughs> yeah. episode yeah marlon's right <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no one who's even remotely seen should have listened to the first episode. Yeah,
1: they really shouldn't go back and listen and to And after we it.
2: were just talking about how good our memories are, I forgot.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, okay, I, don't, said, I don't mind I very
2: quickly covering this so as not to bore anyone.
1: So what was your first book, the first podcast you listened to, Zach?
2: I think, if I recall correctly, it was the iMore <laughs> show um, okay. with oh, okay. Renee Ritchie. And I listened to it not in the Apple Podcasts app, but in the iMore app itself. Oh, Really? So, yeah, I that was my first sort of thing into, into... I mean, okay, actually, if we want to get like super technical, my first podcast was, um, I believe, Hamish and Andy, which is a comedy duo from Australia. they were on an afternoon radio show. Anyway, they had one particular episode I was really interested in when I was really young and I had an iPod Nano and I probably spent longer than the length of the show trying to download and sync that episode across to my little iPod Nano. <laughs> um, so, that was probably like the first podcast i listened to but like the first show i regularly listened to and subscribed to would have been the IMO show um okay. which then yeah branched out to like i think from there it went to MacBreak weekly because renee was also on mac break weekly but then from there went to other mobile nation shows like debug and iterate and was vector there from the beginning maybe not but like eventually no, vector well, and all those hmm. yeah because no, there was there was a vector place? before the current vector yeah. yeah. Oh, so okay. Vector is fairly new in its current form, but there was one where it was like Renee and Georgia.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Are you now uh, conscious of your accent by any chance?
1: I think he speaks very normal um, now. <laughs> I thought yeah. you no I
0: thought you were speaking different.
1: I think it's pretty fluent. <laughs> I think <laughs> not, I'm speaking normally.
0: I'm I'm not saying he's not fluent. <laughs> I'm just saying it, it feels more pronounced in the end of the sentences so
2: one thing maybe there is a reason it's got nothing to do with the discussion we had five minutes ago i am really conscious of saying um so last week's episode i really liked the episode i thought we did a really good job uh but when i was this damn it (laughs) when i was listening back i thought that i wasn't speaking coherently a lot of the time and Part of that was probably I was a little bit excited to talk about these things, and I was talking really <laughs> fast. And so you're
0: trying to to tamper your excitement.
2: I'm re- no, I'm just really conscious of not bridging gaps. Like gaps in speech are okay. And I've been when I've listening when I've listened to other podcasts in the last few days, I've been really conscious of how those hosts talk. And I think I just need to come to terms with it's okay to talk a little bit slower and not have to fill every gap with a. Um or an R ah, or a something. So that's my goal. This episode is to say um as little as possible. Uh, okay. Who knows how okay. long it will last? But that's that's <laughs> something I'm trying to work on this week. So we'll see. Anyway, okay, on well, this topic, Marlon, your first podcast. I wonder I if that's a good idea in general to have.
1: Yeah, to have goals one for prove. each
0: episode, and then we evaluate it in the end of the episode. Maybe oh, that's
1: a fun game.
0: Yeah, it could be a <laughs> game. Can
1: we also have like a? We could also have a. Okay, this is way too much work. Um, <laughs> the person who edits the show can also count the mistakes. <laughs> <and> then, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it kind of
0: depends what it is, right? It doesn't always have to be uh, uh, language um, related. Yeah, it could be. It could be like being more positive, or or
1: it's hard to quantify positivity
0: do you you, you think someone needs to win you, you it's like Zach's, Zach wow Zach said um 15 times but Marlon was more positive by 18% so therefore she's declared the winner is that what you're after
1: that's sort of what I was hoping for okay, yeah. okay.
0: We, we can just declare you as or oh, speaking of declaring people as winners um, oh
1: man we hope jumping so much around topics <laughs>
0: Can we now talk about... uh, Getting points and scoring? Yep.
1: Sure. Let's do it.
0: Do you want to
2: summarize it? Okay. I'm really scared for this. Just saying I have no clue what you're about to say. So this (laughs) could be interesting. I mean, I I don't think it's super
0: interesting. It's just we we re-listened to the episode... I mean oh. we
1: we sort of cut a pe- big big piece out for the uh, for the final show when we were discussing for I mean our
0: f- 7 hour deliberation whether yeah
1: whether or not a um, cancellation
0: is a date or not Exactly.
1: That was really fun
2: so, for us but maybe not for the listeners.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. And I feel like we I was trying to defend myself a lot while we were discussing this because I mean I wanted those points and I didn't wouldn't, I felt like I made a good argument saying that um you, you should were right look at the don't very, worry. No, but I think the the problem was that I wanted to very much focus on the wording of the pick. I want to focus on the fact that Kai said that there will be a date. And that was like the word definition. And that was sort of what I was saying, that it's not technically a date. But technically, they gave us some insight of when it will be released. So if you take it less by word, I feel like I should have gotten points. That said... (laughs) <laughs> if our argument is that we're gonna go by strictly by word in those discussions the literal um, meaning like the literal w- meaning of our picks i don't think i should get some of my points i don't think I, I there were no actual movie trailers on stage and i feel a little bit bad for arguing so hard and ending up with the convincing people that kai shouldn't get points and then i got points for something that's not actually if if you go by word there wasn't a single trailer on the on the stage, and I feel a little bit bad for this. And uh, I'm sorry, Kai, for convincing us uh, or for making an argument that you shouldn't get points. But I think if you shouldn't get points for that, I shouldn't get points for the movie trailer.
2: Well, this is a sticky situation. As the <laughs> loser, I don't have a stake in this game, but I don't know if I have an opinion either. Like I, I stand by what I said last week that Kai's pick wasn't right. There was an assumption mm-hmm. there, even even not taking it literally, but just when going back and listening to the episode, um, I think that I think that there was an assumption as part of that pick that Air Power was going to have a ship date, and it didn't. So anyway, that aside, yeah. uh, the trailer thing—I don't know because. Like, what What defines a trailer? I'm probably not the best person to, <laughs> to decide <laughs> that one. But from what I saw, there was things on stage with clips from each of the shows or from some of the shows, and I thought that's a trailer. Like, I know it's not a specific trailer, like a trailer for a specific show, but I still think it's a trailer for the shows that they're no, doing in general. Because the, the problem
1: know. is that... If the it could be considered a trailer if the clips were longer, but the problem is that it was pretty much just one scene. It was. It was if barely anything, a whole scene. It
0: was a supercut yeah. trailer for the service, and not for original content.
1: Exactly. It was more like a teaser for the service. Yeah. Ah. Teaser. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah. I can see, the, I can see the. The problem here. Okay. Yeah. This is interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, I don't think I should get those points. But that said. I also feel like we are sort of painting ourselves into a word corner here. I think if we're going to be this specific with all of <laughs> our picks, none of I, us will ever get points. Well, I, I think intuitively
2: I would, it was correct when we d- made the decisions last week. I, I think we should stick with that because <laughs> otherwise, what, we come back every week for the next eight weeks? <laughs> no. um, I think, uh, I don't know. Uh, like we didn't I really think, debate I think that, should- did we? considering no, no.
0: that I, I so my my point here is considering that uh, my pick was later and it was taken apart by the literal meaning of every single word in I my know. pick
1: it's just terrible I'm, I'm sorry i feel like we should know i process. think
0: we should have the same treatment and for the trailer one yeah. and there was no trailer on stage therefore zero points and zach you're now continuing to be uh, in second place no, you're actually continuing? now in second place. Wait, wasn't I lost? No, you, you, yeah, you yeah, were lost. Now you're in yeah. second place. Oh, okay. I think the new new placement has to be Marlon at 12 points, you at 18 and me at 20.
2: Okay. I mean, yeah. no one remembers yeah. second and third Kai, but that's okay. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> no, but the, the problem no, is that I, I, I definitely oh, wait, agree. No. And I'm, not, I'm not trying I'm? to say that. Yeah, yeah I, I, won. I won.
2: Yeah, you're right. No. I,
1: okay. I'm not trying to convince us in this situation that we should change to be less literal with those things no i think but i do think we should probably reconsider this for the future because our drafts are going to be very um uh, we're not really going to get points in the future if we're going to be this precise so i think we should be a little bit broader in uh, our wording shouldn't have as much of a weight into rather i disagree or not we get i points. Think,
0: i think we have to because otherwise the discussion is like you know otherwise you can start structure- to anywhere, then you could say, well, the musical performance, it was a musical performance and it was after some stuff but uh, not all the stuff, yeah. right? I think we still have to be... We we have to take whatever we write down Yeah, literally. I just feel
1: like when I listened back to our discussion last time, I felt like we were way too literal with your pick and what the reason why you shouldn't get points. And I feel, in hindsight, it wasn't as clear of a decision. We should probably have considered you getting points for that, uh, if we consider me getting points for that. So... That's why I'm thinking, I'm going to redact my points. I'm not getting points for this, but in the future, I'm not sure if we should be this literal. I think we should. Okay. I thought, because you were sort of convincing me <laughs> that, <laughs> that we we shouldn't when we spoke about this afterwards. I
0: mean, this is a different discussion. This is whether never is a date or not, but I don't want to open that can of worms again. <laughs> um, but I think if we're, if we're not literal about the words we're writing down, I just think we can never come to an agreement. Because it's, it's way easier to argue about... E- even even our discussion being long, it's an easier discussion to have. Is this a date or not? It's way easier than, can this in a wider way be interpreted as a time for a product? You know, it's just... Mm-hmm. Uh, that would just lead nowhere. So I do think we have to stay literal. And there was no trailer, mm. n- no explicit trailer on stage no. for original content. It was just a teaser for the service, or a supercut of, of, of the original shows, but not a trailer for original content. And therefore that's zero point.
1: Yeah. Okay I agree. Um that's fair. I mean it's fine. It's fine. This is now mm. the
2: ethics show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh
0: yeah, turn in next week when we talk about what new w- Apple Watch Bands
2: really means. <laughs> we okay, had an next ethics ab- topic in our list of things to talk about one day, I'm pretty sure. We might get there later this year.
1: <laughs> I don't remember this. Just- no, no, we the-
2: had like an ethics and in- software engineering. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. no, I was thinking more about the ethics of leaking stuff.
0: Yeah, I remember uh- that. Yeah. But, anyway. We can talk about that when we're closer
1: Mark to this. Mark Gurman, Saint <laughs> 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 oh, um, Moving on. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Uh, we have some other follow-up here that we should probably get to at some point. Um, I don't understand the first item. I understand the second item. What does this mean, Kai?
0: Wait, wait. I'm just trying to get back to my tabs. So, the first one is... Uh, yeah. You remember, Zach, how last week I said, Hey, this... Um, oh,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, hey assistant thing is really good with your with your airpods and, and it works amazingly and it's it picks the one that's in your ear rather than um, than the home pod that's in the living room turns out that's not always the case <laughs> sometimes it just picks one or the other and it is a lot less consistent than I thought it would be so now after a few more days I had that issue and even more than yeah, that this, this it,
1: one is interesting this it, is one I it,
0: to. and even more than that i i tried to to show that scenario to Malin. so i had my airpods in my and i think
1: no so what happened sorry i don't mean to be so dismissive no. um, uh, so what happened was that um kind of was standing and talking um i still had my headphones in because i was like cooking, oh, yeah, yeah. cooking or something so i had my headphones in but um, the podcast was passed and then we were talking about what we wanted to do the day after and then we want to figure out what the weather is gonna be like. Um so Kai just asked straight out in the room because the home put us in the room, um what the weather will be like tomorrow. And then that triggered my Siri um through my headphones, through my airpods because I was Kai's it.
2: voice triggered your
1: headphones. Yeah, because there is because no, there is no differentiation. voice.
0: For Siri, right? Siri doesn't really? learn your voice. It's only, I thought, only, hey, only on Siri the phone. Siri was meant to learn your voice. Oh, is it only, only on a the... phone? Because ah. you only set it
1: up on your phone with the initial onboarding for for or the initial setup of the phone itself. Because there there is there? nothing like that for the hair for the home nor for the airpods. So that means that they're not gonna have any way of distinguishing you. And since oh, Siri lives okay. on one device, it's not gonna be recognized it's not it's not like it takes the recognition that you already practice on the phone. So, that means that Kai was able to trigger my headphones. And uh, so, the HomePod was talking. So,
0: next time you see someone on the street, just go,
2: Hey, assistant, play well, well, Nickelback say, at full volume. I was thinking about the maximum impact you could have with this. And mm. my first thought was something like a stadium announcer. But those stadium speakers are terrible. So, you yep. probably wouldn't get through. And, and also, who's sitting in a stadium who's with sitting, it, right? yeah, that Yeah, <laughs> that would have been my question. <laughs> but someone like a train driver I know who, I know you know those microphones are actually <laughs> those speakers are pretty clear so they get on the microphone hey Siri something 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 or yeah. even just like to, to be able to change the song that everyone is <laughs> listening to <laughs> I, know. Like, I know hey Siri we play right? never gonna give you up yeah <laughs> just- so
1: right after right after we noticed this Kai also said hey play music on full full on full volume we gotta bleep that one oh oh wow
0: no no <laughs> <laughs> no no <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jesus. okay let me s- say that again yeah. <laughs> oh that's fantastic <laughs> so basically uh kai just wanted to test this out so he was saying hey assistant uh, play music on full volume and what we noticed was that the home pod confirmed and it was like that's very loud are you sure you want to do that Well my headphones didn't even confirm it just said okay playing music on full volume Oh no. And then I just ripped my headphones out. I don't know what I assume that means that it would have been playing music, but that's a terrible thing to happen. Like if you, if you just get really annoyed about the person sitting next to you on the subway and they wear headphones, you can just blow their eardrums out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) don't do that, people. That was not the recommendation. I'm just, I'm just saying this, this could be a bit of a problem.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it will just happen, right? The more and more popular AirPods get, especially the the new generation AirPods, Mm. it's not unlikely that there will be people in the same place trying to talk to their assistants.
1: Yeah, and that's sort of one of the main features of the new headphones. I would think that should be encouraged that you're sitting on the train and you're like, call my mother. And then (laughs) everyone everyone calls your mothers.
2: (laughs) Well, I have questions around the going back to it ethics of calling people on a train but anyway maybe we should not go there <laughs> yeah but if if
0: yeah if if you do happen to operate a train and you want to create a community around uh, commuters you can make them all first play your favorite song and then call their parents mm.
2: and and if you happen to say hey assistant play cup of tech or play the Cup of Tech podcast, uh, maybe find a way to send us through the results of that. I don't <laughs> know, like, if you could record yourself. Say, no, edit, don't do this. This, <laughs> this might get you fired. But uh, it would be funny. And, yeah. you know, always up for a good practical joke. So, yeah. just as long as it's not a train I'm on. <sighs>
0: hey, assistant, buy the most expensive app in the App Store. <laughs> the I Am Rich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway, so that sorry. was interesting. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I guess it makes sense, right? Because the AirPods probably are. I mean, they they're relatively powerful for headphones, but whatever Apple does on the phone probably requires more compute mm-hmm. power than you have in the um, headphones. And they seem to do some op- uh, optimization, so things don't actually have to hit the phone as early as they used to with the previous generation. To To be able to trigger the uh, Hey System things quicker?
2: So, I have an AirPods question. Mm-hmm. Like a new AirPods question. So, it's something that I can't answer. So.
1: Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't bother talking to us. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, that's the only reason you. That's the only thing you're good for. Anyway, <laughs> um, I don't know if you remember when the. I mean, I'm sure you remember when the iPhone went to Hey Siri or when it got that dedicated chip in it for Hey Siri. Mm hmm. Um, Siri responded a lot faster when mm-hmm. you would talk to it like so even if you were trig- uh, triggering siri by holding down the home button or the side button or whatever it is now um it sort of didn't have that delay anyway when airpods are in or when my first generation airpods are in and i i Usually, accidentally summon Siri because <laughs> it, it happens more often than I care to admit. Uh, but sometimes, deliberately, when I do tr- uh, trigger Siri, it takes a second or two before the microphone's on. So you know, you say the mm-hmm. you might say the the trigger word, the, the phone picks it up, but then there's a second or two, and then you hear the da-da, and then you can talk. Mm-hmm. Is that more instant now, or is it instant now? I should say uh,
0: you don't have to wait for anything. You can just say "Hey, Assistant," and start talking. In
1: fact, you can't really wait. There's no audio indication telling you that. It, the activation was, su- was successful. I mean, I wouldn't oh, say you okay. can
2: wait. You can wait for something to happen, but... Yeah, but nothing will but, but it is continue <laughs> like it is genuinely continuously listening, and it's not sort of changing from a background mode to a foreground mode, so it is like the phone.
0: Y- yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, just cool. say, hey, system, what's the weather like? And then there cool. is a delay for it to go to your phone, figuring out what the weather is, then yeah, coming yeah. back. But it seems to... I, I mean, I don't know how it's implemented, but it also seems like to not just stream the answer... Because it actually uses the higher quality audio um, for that, so it doesn't go into microphone mode at all. So what I, I okay. assume it does is that it kind of sends actually the the audio or whatever the I don't know if I don't know if the speech synthesis is happening in the in the headphones or not. So it either sends the audio file that then is being played back to you. Or since the, the, the string, it should tell you back to the headphones. But it definitely doesn't go into headphone mode anymore. Okay,
2: that's good to know.
0: Which is um, a huge improvement because you don't have to wait for anything and yep. you don't have to wait for it to switch. But also, the Siri voice quality is is way higher. So, it's a lot more pleasant to 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 hear answers being spoken through your headphones.
2: Yes, okay. That that new voice is quite nice. Is that tied to the new AirPods? on AirPods, because I the new Siri voice sometimes works on my phone, sometimes doesn't, and it seems to never go through on my AirPods. So I'm wondering De- if I'm part of some weird A-B test, or if it's just not possible on the AirPods. Def- define new. The really recent update to the Siri voice, where it talks pretty, or at least really new in Australia. I don't know what the case is like in the US and do you have the, Canada.
1: Wait, do you use the Australian voice? Yes. Okay. Okay.
2: Hmm. Okay. We don't so, it's, so it's is, really smooth, and it sounds way more natural. So this is what ours sounds like. What's the weather like tomorrow? It'll be wet out there tomorrow.
0: That's well, it. That was a great.
1: Can't okay. we know the temperature? In
0: What's Apple's stock price?
1: Apple closed at one hundred ninety-seven U.S. dollars today.
2: Is that about?
1: What What does your speak sound like? Zach?
2: Yeah. So that sounds like the new voice. I will give you an example of. The old voice? Weather.
0: Here's the weather today.
2: Oh, wait. No, that was the new voice. No, it wasn't. Was that the new voice? <laughs> I heard that through my microphone, through my headphones, so it could be messed up. Um, my <laughs> iPad definitely has the new voice. Let me test that one out.
0: Three experts talking about Siri.
2: Temperature. It's going to carrot weather, so it's taking take it. Math- Oh, no, we can't have that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> Thanks, Carrot. Okay, we'll go with the Apple weather app. Oh, Temperature. Yeah. No, that's the same. <laughs> What's the weather today?
1: Okay, here's the weather for today.
2: That's definitely the new voice.
1: That, yeah, that's a lot smoother than that yeah. we had on the phone.
2: Yeah. So yeah, so, okay, so it's still on the old y- one. There, they run the same OS. Yeah, it's twelve point two or whatever. Um, okay. The iPad had it during the twelve point two beta, the new voice. But my phone, my phone has had it before, but it doesn't stay around for long. The watch has. That's really turned.
1: weird. And then it does it ever return?
2: Uh, it has returned. It sort of hmm. seems to come and go. It's it's really, <laughs> but almost never through the AirPods.
0: I usually I usually do have that that Siri is flickering for for lack of a better term. Uh when when there's like a new update to the voice that I still get sometimes get the old one sometimes get the new one until the new one sticks. But it seems to kind of flicker for a while before it sticks. I don't know what's what's happening there.
2: Okay. Yeah, cuz I was kind of expecting that maybe it would um become public with 12.2. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. But anyway. um yeah, so, I don't think when you have, have your a, old AirPods, you don't remember if they had the new I, Siri voice?
0: The experience for Siri stuff was so bad on the old AirPods, I never used
2: it. So, I don't know. I don't know so, are it. you using Siri more with the new AirPods?
1: Yeah, the other day I went to call Kai and I called my mother accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that's not the AirPod problem in general. That's uh, my accent problem in general. Um, but no, in general, I do <laughs> I do use them. Um, I usually use it for making phone calls or just like sending quick text messages or that's pretty much it so far. Uh, I would use it for like weather or I guess looking things up. That's usually nicer with a phone though. But I would say I use it as much as I use Siri on the watch which is what actually is surprising me much. Oh, really?
0: Okay. Yeah. Mm. I use it way more than on the watch. Okay. Um i mean i always have this thing i i mean i'm not wearing uh airpods when i'm at home so i usually wear them when i'm walking somewhere <laughs> uh so i always do this awkward checking my cho- my shoulders and making sure there's no one around and then using siri just because it's still a bit awkward to just randomly start talking to yourself especially with headphones small enough to fit in your ears and people might not be able to see them um but yeah, I, I use it all the time when I walk around now. Um trick is if you have friends or, or family members or whatever with mm-hmm. mostly mostly family members. With foreign names, it helps to call them by their relationship to you rather than um their names. So the Siri usually struggles calling Marlin but mm-hmm. doesn't have a problem with calling my girlfriend. Um so that is a pro tip for people with uh,
1: strange names, yeah,
0: or friends or family members with strange names. Just mm-hmm. give them a relationship attribute, attribute, and then call them that way. Works way Good more. Idea. R- yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. works. But yeah, all the time for for things uh, related to weather stuff or or like whenever I want to send a quick message, it's it's way easier. And I mean. <sighs> The the watch is fine for it, but the automatic detection often doesn't work, so that's annoying. And whenever it takes a bit longer, I don't really mind on the headphones. If I say something, I walk around, even if I if it doesn't respond directly because it's trying to reach servers, it's fine. I'm not like holding the arm in front of my face, yeah. so I don't really mind if it takes an extra three seconds. So it doesn't feel uh, as slow. While well, with the watch. If anything takes a little bit longer, it feels excessively long because you're holding your arm uh in front of yourself like a weirdo. So, yes, that is um, true. That
2: is I know that they say you're meant to be able to drop your wrist and Siri will tap you when it's ready, but I never <laughs> feel right doing that. It's I don't trust the the machine. But it's also sometimes it's really quick, right? So I'm like, all right,
0: I just wait an extra second. I'm like, ah, still not. I should have dropped my arm, but then yeah, it's too late enough. then. Um or I might want to confirm before I send a message so it's with the with the airports I definitely use it a lot more for for messages and dictation works really well cool No, that's good to know um even outdoors when it's windy so yeah big big fan
1: mm. but I would say overall it's still a, you mentioned that it works even outdoors I think that's true, but I think it seemed to still be a little bit the audio um if you call someone the audio on the like I guess the microphone uh, tends to pick up a lot of background noises, which is a little bit frustrating.
0: I I actually wouldn't want to commit to that because I realized I had Wi-Fi calling off when we tried it, Oh, and I was only having one bar for whatever reason.
1: Oh, okay. Let's Um, try that again then. So
0: it only had one bar of 3G, so I don't know if that was an AirPods problem or if that was a not voice over LTE, not voice over Wi-Fi.
1: Okay. Yeah, we should try it again then.
0: Yeah, but overall... Uh, I'd I'd recommend them, and uh, l- speaking of AirPods, it looks like uh you finally got your water-resistant AirPods. Uh, they gave it a weird name. I think it's called PowerBeats Pro.
2: Yeah, I mean they exist. They're <laughs> not AirPods, but there's waterproof headphones. I mean, there's been wireless waterproof headphones.
1: But I do think if you would, if you would want them to be waterproof, I feel like the Beats. Wa- if you want them to like do sports and like, I guess. In the water, uh, or when it's raining, I feel like the, be- uh, the Power Beats Pro would stick a little bit better than the AirPods, anyways. So, do you feel like this could be a better solution in like anyways? No,
2: only because I have no problems with AirPods, and I get that I'm mm-hmm. in okay. a special camp there where, uh, I-, I know people have problems with them. Like, sometimes people at the gym doing handstands or whatever, they'll fall out. Like, I- my AirPods <laughs> okay. are, uh, I don't do handstands, gym but- do for you the record, <laughs> but, um, but Wait, people at
1: your gym do handstands?
2: Yeah, like, it's a strength exercise. <laughs> it's an yeah, Australian I thing. <laughs> I
1: know, but <laughs> usually people lift their weights and they do the handstands, handstands at home. Yeah. Uh, I guess there's space of the the at the gym, gym. and hmm? walls that okay. they can lean okay. up against. Okay.
2: So I know that there are people who, for AirPods, like AirPods don't necessarily work well all the time. Um, my desire for waterproof AirPods is coming from wanting to do the things I do already, just when it's raining, mainly running, mm-hmm. and I've never had an AirPod out while running or anything like that. So, mm-hmm, I'm not okay. really looking at different headphones. I'm pretty satisfied with AirPods in terms of their fit and how they work otherwise. Um, mm-hmm. These, I mean, these look cool. Like, there are other Bluetooth waterproof headphones um, mm-hmm. that do similar jobs, but these l- look a little bit too clunky and a little bit too uncomfortable. Um, I know okay, they've got the okay. thing that go around the ear and I, I wear glasses, so... It's, oh, they're point. probably not the best headphones mm. for me, but okay. yeah, I mean they yeah. are a solution PowerPoint. for waterproof running headphones.
1: I feel like they're also good for people who, I think the the the, the way these put like are in in your ears, they're very different. It's this like rubber mm-hmm. thing, yeah. I f- and I think people who have problems with uh, the AirPods probably would benefit from being able to have these. I think it's a very different fit, so hopefully that means that Apple can open up the spectrum. Like to, to fit more people's ears, I guess.
2: Yeah, definitely, and because they do have that clip, it means they're probably yeah. more likely to stay stay in people's ears mm. whom other headphones wouldn't necessarily stay in.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know many people have sort of been asking for like having different sized um, AirPods potentially, or having having them with like a different different fit. But I think this could potentially be a solution for those people. Mm. Yeah, um, no, I think you're although right. they don't look the same.
0: But how weird was the release of those headphones? Did either of you pay attention to to how they were released? Nope. There was all of a sudden just a billboard showing up. I mean, I I think on 95 Mac, obviously, someone found uh, images of them already. But then they just showed up uh, at the, I think, somewhere in Hollywood on a billboard.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Like just showed up, but you couldn't buy them. Like, and there was no announcement. Like a
1: digital billboard or like a painted?
0: No, no, no. Like a, I don't know. Like. A billboard with, like, paper printed oh, okay. on onto That's a billboard. I don't know. It's a
1: bit weird. I would think that so should be timed with them being out. <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> you think. You're, you release a product, make it available, and then you advertise for it. Not you yeah. advertise for it. Then you mention that it exists, and then soon later you might sell it. Yeah, so that I thought that was kind of weird. That's that sounded weird. a bit like... I mean, I know that advertisement slots are usually booked well in advance, so I don't know if there was something like the 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 billboard was booked and then I don't know something H yeah, one th- chip was in higher demand because of airport I don't know. So
1: when was the billboard up and when did the product come out? I think
0: the billboard was up. Cause I saw it th- sometime throughout the day, like in the morning or something. Oh, okay, and yeah, but then it like a- later that day there was a press announcement uh, that the Powerbeats Pro are being that they're coming out soon.
1: Oh, okay. And when did they actually set the date? Have they set the date? I think
2: Don't. next. Was it next month? Okay. I think so.
1: That's a little bit weird.
0: Yeah. So I, I wonder what happened there. It, yeah. It sounds like something went wrong.
1: Hmm. Maybe Apple felt like all those teasers in the beginning uh, for all TV shows before the March event was were very successful, so they thought we should do the same. Put that up on, <laughs> on billboards. Yeah. It
0: was, I, mean, I mean, it's it was, a fun way to release things. Hmm. But I, I just wonder if it's deliberate, because just having... an billboard somewhere (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah i I, anyway i thought it was interesting i wonder what happened there Mm, Um,
2: not a big deal i mean in a normal world it's probably not a bad thing if an advertising company decided to put up an ad a day early i'm sure Mm -hmm. that most companies are not going to complain about their their product you know their yogurt or whatever it might be being put (laughs) up on a billboard for an extra 24 hours that they're not paying for. <laughs> so, maybe it was a simple thing like that. And it's like, ah, oh, we we can put it up early. We have the capacity. We have the space. Mm. Anyway, who knows? Just me saying random stuff now. <laughs> for so this it's, podcast, it's it's what the show yeah. is about. Yeah. Mm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I think
0: sounds overall like an interesting uh, product if you want to have an headphone that looks and is shaped and behaves like the one that they announced. It's a... a- Yes. <laughs> At least the least um, committing sentence I could
1: Yeah, I don't know utter. why you have to speak like that. Yeah, me neither. Okay. Uh, um. I think
0: it's a lack of sleep that is involved here.
1: Okay. Um.
2: Okay. So, Kai, <laughs> you you launched a new product this week, which we will Woo-hoo. talk about later. Oh. Um, but <laughs> something something else first. Boom, boom, boom. Would you consider yourself a tech executive? <laughs>
1: Oh, you know, boy, what a can of worm you just opened up, Zach. This is going to be a long discussion.
0: Wait, I, I don't know where either of you are going with this.
1: Are we going to talk about tech roles here? That's going to be a very no, long discussion. No,
2: We're going to talk about going to jail. So, with that in mind, <laughs> would you consider yourself a tech executive? Wait, which answer gets me into jail? <laughs> I take the other one. <laughs> okay, so you are not a tech executive. That's okay, good to Okay,
0: okay that is good. That is Good to know that I'm not going to prison just yet. So,
2: this week, and and I know I started to mention this before we were recording, and I think you both said you hadn't read too much about this story, so it would be interesting to hear about it on the show uh, and to talk about it here. Hands
1: <laughs> are <laughs> Um.
2: So, there was a law that passed both houses of Australian Parliament earlier this week, I think on Wednesday, and... It was so it was in response to the the horrible shooting that happened in New Zealand, the terrorist attack in New Zealand mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Um, basically basically saying that it becomes a criminal offense to for, for content and service providers to not remove uh, violent content from their from their service if it's so found that it's being posted there within a quote unquote reasonable time frame, which <laughs> equates to roughly one hour apparently. And the punishment for for not doing this is jail for a tech executive or a fine for that company for up to ten percent of their annual global turnover. Now uh,
0: multiple questions about
2: that. Mm, yeah, <clears> sure. <throat> <laughs> I mean in general uh, sure. Banning
0: banning terrorists from your platform probably a good idea. Um, does it say a tech executive? Can they pick which one they send to jail?
2: Yeah, I'm not quite sure how that's going to work. <laughs> <It's like laughs> so it, it it's saying responsible executives. So so maybe if you were the like head of content at Facebook and or the f- head of live video, I don't I don't know how executive positions work, but. <laughs> You're yeah, like it's a whole different type yeah. of discussion you have now this at how company. These laws are right; they're never they're they're worded ambiguously, and the idea is they can be enforced sort of on a, almost a random basis. But
0: yeah, it's like, hey Zach, you're being promoted to the head of of condom. <laughs> like, oh <Uh-oh>. oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> uh, can I can I not do that? <laughs> Can we give that to Tom? <laughs> okay. Sorry. Yeah, that's weird.
2: Yeah, I mean, so, like, yeah. So just a quote from from one of the articles here: this law would prevent that and criminalize uh, the like criminalize and offer the government an ability to respond where an organization like Facebook lets something live stream and play for a long time on their platform. I mean, there's a like there's a bigger problem here, right? It's User-generated content is always going to be problematic, but it mm-hmm. feels a little bit. I mean, and we know the Australian government and their <laughs> tech policy is never a good. Is never good, but it, this just feels a little bit short-sighted or, or misinformed, and that's fairly standard for tech policy here. Um, and I know there's been lots of responses saying that you know it's, it's a terrible law, and um, so this is that- all
1: passed already.
2: It passed this week. Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of rough. Things Uh, always pass so quickly. Yeah. I know. It's like
1: no discussions. Like whatever. It's Friday at 4 p.m. Let's go. (laughs) That's the thing. So this current, yeah, this current
2: government seems to have the approach, especially when it comes to technology stuff. And we, we spoke about this a bit with the assistance and access bill of like, let's just pass the law now. Let's rush it through. No matter how bad it might be and we'll fix it up later. Uh, whether they fix it up later, Mm. who knows? That remains to be seen. But yeah, I don't know. This, this, doesn't feel right. And similar to the I assistance mean, and access bill, I don't think anyone really agrees it, with
0: it. it. It definitely feels different, though. I mean, again, I haven't read anything, but um, I feel like the... the What was it? AAC bill?
2: Oh, the assistance and access bill? AA bill? Is
0: the, yeah, the uh, assistance and access bill. That just feels felt like a completely weird weird idea that, that had yeah. no basing uh, in reality. Yeah. This and is then at it least focusing like- on tech the, uh, companies should make sure that terrorists
2: are not providing yeah, their, their yeah, I mean, their the idea propaganda. is is great, right? You're trying mm. to prevent these horrible things from being seen by the public. That's the that's job of a government. That's responsible. And I mean, in general, putting penalties... I mean,
0: the prison one is a bit extreme, but uh, like finding tech companies significant amount of money if they do not do anything about it, I think is fine, too, because yeah. otherwise, how do you encourage tech companies to do things they might otherwise not do? So, you know, in general, tech companies, always the attitude is uh, pro- solving problems that arise, and now the problem is how do we ban those kind of... G- I mean, it, it also depends, right? I, I don't I don't understand... Um, if if a bigger terroristic attack happens, was that about only the original one? Or was it about people reposting uh, things about it?
2: Yeah, so like, I'm not sure. I, I would assume that this would apply to people reposting it as well. Okay. Because, okay. I mean, it's it's very easy to take down a single mm. video, right? If, yeah. If yeah. The first yeah. live stream to cut a live stream short and say, hey, we've done our job for the day. Mm. um and i imagine that you probably don't need a law to or you know you don't need uh, yeah mm. it was just about that it's probably a lot easier a problem to solve but i imagine it's got to do with reposting too because
0: but i mean in general depending on depending on the company but like platforms like youtube already have um tools in place to make sure whether things are in violation of copyright so i mean Tech yeah. companies yeah. are definitely able to figure out ways of doing it. Penalties is a different discussion, but in general, I, I think it's it's not a bad thing no, to require no, I think, I banning think... terroristic pr- uh, propaganda on your platform. and, yeah, and, and enforcing I think we that we're
1: an... we joking a little bit about um, the government always doing a bit of drastical decisions when it comes to tech things. But I do understand where this is coming from. This is sort of a direct... I f- as I understand, this is supposed to be a direct sort of solution to a problem that just occurred, but I also mm-hmm. feel like the secure, security, no, the assistant and, assistant, uh, and, uh, assistant and access bill. Assistant and access bill. Feels like um, it was more like one of the excuses was that it might help terrorists, help prevent terrorist attacks. But it wasn't really the actual reason why this was coming up in the first place. It, it seems a little bit. Also, yeah. the
0: means were very out of out of proportion, right? There yeah. was uh, we want access to everyone's data whenever we want, yeah, uh, because yeah. terrorists. That yeah. felt well, more like terrorism like- was a tool the government u- mm. uh, used to try to get a public on their side. Well, this seems. Yeah. More like, I mean, in an ideal world, this is something I'm like. Of course, you want to ban this yeah, type of content yeah. directly within a second sense. of it showing up, right? Like, I have so I feel like at least, even if you don't understand technology, at least here the idea is something that is. I mean, it's a direction you could argue is is a decent direction for technology to. Yeah, um, to
1: take responsibility for what's posted on their platform. Basically, yeah. I think. I mean, I haven't read into it that much at all but i do think if that's the idea behind it that makes sense to do something like that um but yeah i'm not sure if the the whole executive um punishment is a little bit blurry i guess um i don't know how that would be enforced specifically and who that would apply to um i think a fine makes sense but i'm not sure like how how clear how clear this is at the moment is it like is the actual regulation defined?
2: Yes, I only know what I've seen in news articles. I haven't read the actual law, um, but yeah, it just it feels like it's a little bit murky. Like that that wording around you know within a reasonable time, which is approximately one hour. So like, sometimes things take time. And now I guess if you're a an organisation or a site of any kind that hosts user generated content, this is something you have to think about at least, mm-hmm. um, mm. and. You know, it's something that you have to be aware of and something you have to think about. And it might be fine for larger companies where they have staff policing these kind of things and maybe they can act within 30 minutes of something happening. But if you run a web service as a one or two person team and something happens overnight while you're sleeping, blows up, you're not aware about it, um, there could be legal implications for you. And that would (laughs) suck big time because I mean, you're not, uh, it's, it's really tough. I mean, holding, holding platforms responsible for user content is really tough. And I get, I I am completely on board with, you know, thinking that these companies should be better about policing the content that users are putting on. And, but I just think it's really tough to say that it is the company's responsibility what they use as a posting and that if they don't act within what we consider a reasonable amount of time then there's huge ramifications it just but it also to me depends a lot on i don't know if you're if
0: you're Zach and you have a cooking app like a c- cooking community app and someone posts a uh post ter- terrorism propaganda in your cooking app i feel like there should be a different expectation for policing that content compared to to Facebook or YouTube or other kind of... Yeah,
2: yeah. And I'm sure that there absolutely would be, but it's not... Again, this law is very broad and probably yeah, yeah. deliberately so. And I'm sure it's, it is targeting Facebook and Google and other platforms where people host stuff, Twitter, all those kind of things. Um, and that's probably where it will be enforced against those companies. But yep. I don't know. It just it feels a little bit strange to have ambiguous wording and to say these things. But anyway, it's just something else you have to worry about if you have if you user-generated content. Yeah,
0: in general, it is, it is quite a good idea when laws are very explicit and, and not leaving too much space for interpretation because, I mean, you kind of have to make decisions potentially impacting people's lives forever based on those laws. And if you just kind of wishy-washy saying, well, someone goes to prison, oh, it's you, that is a bit uh, problematic. But I at least, I I, I just feel like there's a difference between that one and the previous one because I feel like there was at least the the motivation was in the right direction, at least from from the... I'm an expert now. You told me two minutes of uh, (laughs) (laughs) information that you picked up uh, throughout the day. Um, But, I mean, at least it sounds like the the kind of intent is is more aligning with what's reasonable. The execution, again, might not be there. And, I mean, sometimes for those kind of things, it's also not too bad. It's also not really bad to be very explicit. You know, I, I wouldn't mind a law that says... YouTube and Facebook, or Google and Facebook and Apple, have to enforce that within within our hour, whatever, um, because
2: we think they are reasonably capable of doing so. Um, yeah, and you can word things such and, that you know companies with turnover above X million dollars per financial yeah. year, you can you can word things that you mean just, you're not attacking or you just
0: call companies. them out. You, you know, they also get special deals for for taxes. Uh, explicitly for them might as well get explicit regulations for how they have to police their content and i mean you can even say right you can say this is something we're starting with large ones because most likely people will post stuff there anyways um but if you build a content platform have keep that in mind if you reach a certain size uh you might be added to to that or or over time we will require more and more companies to to have those kind of systems in place
2: I think the biggest concern that I've heard from other Australians is l- even less so about the ambiguousness of the law, but more at what point is it easier for companies to not operate in australia you know if if yeah. this is another th- yet another thing you have to worry about if you are operating in Australia and Australia makes up between zero and five percent of your customer base at what point is it easier for You know, companies that, you know, say someone like Backblaze, for example, I don't know, just an American company, but something that Australians used to, to just say, look, we're not going to worry about Australia. And it might not be this, it might not be the assistance and access bill, but a few more laws time, and it might be quite a, it might be a reality that companies are saying, hey, it's no longer Mm. feasible for us to sell to the Australian market. And that would also kind of suck.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've heard Canada's nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I'm glad. I mean it, it is it is hard, right? It is hard. Um, I wouldn't be I mean, again, this is it's always like that when you're trying to regulate something that's worldwide locally. Like the mm. world the, the worldwide web what am I, hundred and twelve <laughs> years old? Um, the internet is just something that is not really aware of borders. You know, usually everything that's on the internet is everywhere in the world, but then local governments think they can regulate it the same way they would regulate something that happens on the streets somewhere in their country. It's just those things are not the same. Um, And I feel like the the Australian government in particular, but in general... uh, it is just if if people make decisions about technology and, and the internet without understanding how any of those things work it is problematic and we're coming we're getting those kind of laws that are difficult if not impossible to enforce and also very very different between different countries you know you could now have canada saying we we don't allow any uh mention of i don't know uh an event that happened uh, fifty years ago, Australia picked an, a different thing. Germany's saying, "Oh, uh, we." I mean, that already
1: happened yeah, anyway, no, right? In Germany, again, you're
0: not you're you're you have to be able to blow your houses. Yeah, and, or
1: the GDPR regulation in Europe. That was something more complicated. Yeah, that all companies and in Germany,
0: you you're not allowed to show like uh, swastikas and those kind of things. So the companies had to figure out ways of complying. I don't know, it is, it, is, it is difficult, but some of them are good, I mean, in general... What
1: do you mean, how do companies have to comply with that? Is it like, if they have video games, they have to remove? The yeah, yeah, there
0: they are more, more less less urgent ones, like video games that have... Like, even games that try to show parts of, of the uh, Second World War, they yeah. cannot have... Um, so what about symbols? something...
1: What about a show like Man in the Hat Castle? Would that be, not be allowed to be shown?
0: I, be- I I, might be wrong, but I believe they're not allowed to show swastikas, yeah. Okay. Despite it being the premise of the show, that, <laughs> okay. that the uh, Germans yeah. won the, the Second World War. Um, and I mean, again, I see where they're coming from. Mm. You know, it makes sense because uh, it is a very probably the most horrific uh, time in, in the history of yeah. Germany yeah. and wanting to prevent those kind of things from happening again in whatever way possible makes sense. Mm. Um, and their companies like Facebook and uh, especially Facebook had to comply and figure out ways of banning swastikas. And they have some automated tools now to to ban those kind of things.
1: But it would be banned all over the world then. Though. It no, would. not oh, necessarily. Really? Yeah.
0: Okay, So there, there is already that. So I don't know. It is, it is hard. Germany is just a bigger market where companies like Facebook then also say um, that they figure out a way of complying because there are uh, 80 million or 85 million people in Germany. It's a large enough market. Uh, that makes sense. Australia happens to be a relatively small market. And I mean, there are even smaller countries where companies are more, even more likely. You know, The smaller you are, the bigger your demands, the more likely people will will not comply and rather rather leave yep. um but it also t- doesn't mean everything that australia thinks is the right thing to do should never be comply you, you know it's not that no one should comply with australian legislation just because the market is too small and if america has a really strange rule that everyone agrees with is is ridiculous everyone will comply it's just also not an ideal a situation to be in
2: uh, yeah no you're right and that is that is the concern from an australian's perspective that we are a pretty small country already and you know often can be overlooked with these kind of things and so just that things get even more difficult um it is a concern and look i, I think i should just say for the record like i think this the idea behind this is a good idea i'm not um i'm not dissing mm-hmm. that whatsoever and obviously you know there is there are problems with live streaming and user-generated content and all that, and it would be great to see those problems go away and be addressed. And, you know, the way that things could happen a couple of weeks ago is absolutely horrible. But it just feels like maybe this is... This is definitely a a direct reaction, um, mm-hmm. and it hasn't been too considered. So I think that's, that's the angle we're taking here is, you yep. know, was this the, the correct decision, and is it the correct decision long-term, um, despite the intentions obviously being... Very good. They're not, there's nothing wrong mm. with that um, at all. Mm. Yeah, But it's also different, right?
0: If, if the European Union would have passed that law, mm. yeah, we, we might... Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, if the European Union passes it, companies listen. Companies comply because mm. they can't shut off Europe. It's just yeah. not feasible for their, for their business. But at some point, if bending to the demands of the Australian government is costing more than it is worth having Australian customers for, mm. uh, say, a US-based company it might not be worth them operating here.
0: Mm. Just, but just it's always
2: the, the trade-off, right?
0: You also don't want small companies to not be able to pass laws anymore that apply to the internet just because they they think they're not important enough to have true. any say in what's happening on the internet. True, true. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's always uh, those kind of things are, are, are difficult to navigate because, uh, I mean... GDPR is actually interesting, because it was kind of the first time Americans were like, wait, we have to comply with other countries'
1: laws? <laughs> I know.
0: It's like, w- what is happening now? And Why even then, some <laughs> failed, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of them said, all right, not not operating in Europe for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, that's just the, the reality we're in. I don't know, maybe a... Uh, being, uh, what is the alternative realistically? As long as we have local governments in different countries that regulate something that spans the world, I don't think this is a problem we can solve. Um, so I'm advocating for a world government, I guess.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's the thing. This is just uh-huh. as a more general comment on technology. It's sort of enabled this world economy and this this global. Uh, Like this sort of globalisation that we experience now, and that's a new challenge because Mm. up until very, very recently, uh, a government could pretty safely control most of what happened uh, inside of its borders. But Mm. suddenly you give people direct access, direct communication with almost anyone else in the world in any country- and there are challenges that arise and this is going to be i mean solving these problems or at least attempting to solve these problems is going to be some of the most interesting work that's done in the next probably century or so I, d- I don't know how long until we're satisfied if ever we're satisfied with the way that these things are are resolved but i think it's going to be there's going to be some interesting things and there's going to be there's going to be laws and there's going to be uh, regulations and things that are horrible, and there's going to be other ones that we look back on and go, they were great. And so glad that country XYZ decided to do that, or company XYZ decided to enforce this on their platform. And it'll be interesting to look back, I think, and see, you know, even in a, even in a couple of decades and look at how far or how not far we've come. <laughs> yeah. There you go. My English breaks down again. <laughs> Simple mind.
1: You did so well.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Difficult, difficult to, to solve on Absolutely, a podcast, yeah.
2: Un- unprepared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry not about throwing that, that on you. I mean, it was just no, meant it, to be a nice pre-show or not yeah, nice, but it was meant to just be a pre-show <laughs> conversation. But, I don't
0: know. Yeah. I'm also not saying that if you would have given us an extra hour to think about it, we would have perfectly solved this problem. I think we would have solved it yeah, and you, the rest you, of the
1: world's problems. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're confident? That'd yeah, you know that government's Buy an global- hour
2: of our time and we will solve your problems. <laughs>
1: That global government that Kai was requesting—we're going <laughs> to going to get right onto that.
0: Yeah, yeah, its, it's I, I think it's interesting, but
2: mm. Mm. yeah, I wonder if we do end up with—I don't want to say like a self-policing government because that never works, but you know, some kind of code of conduct, not co- like, but more than a code of conduct, like some kind of online rules that. It's generally accepted that online companies adhere to, and it's generally considered okay for ISPs and governments to block or ban or, or you know, in in other ways uh, disregard sites and services that don't adhere to this universally agreed upon standard. I don't know. I don't know. That's just so you're arguing but- for
0: di- for uh, Chinese internet?
2: No, not not in that way, <laughs> but just.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of what what's happening in China, right? Mm. Chi- Chinese internet is is locked down for what the government decides. It's but just I don't hard mean if you give...
2: down, Yeah,
0: it's just but, hard, right? How do you regulate do you mean something? More
1: like, more like guidelines be- being, rather than regulations? Being in a situation yes, where you can yes. regulate
0: something like that, you give someone. I mean, it has to be someone mm-hmm. so much power to decide. I mean, yeah. at, you might even agree with them today on on what is not not appropriate. Like even if you would say, right, this this thing, you're not allowed to stream terroristic activities on on Facebook. You're like, sure, that seems sensible. Of course we want that. And then tomorrow they're saying,
2: and no longer foreigners. You're like, what? What happened now? You I know, used to be if- so against like digital regulation and things like that and just thought that, okay, we're in we're in growth periods, you know, we're sort of discovering unknown technologies. We'll sort ourselves out. And over the last few years it's just like well, we don't really have much regulation, and things are just things are getting pretty bad. So I don't know. I'm sort of torn because, on the one hand, I don't really want to adv- advocate for communism, but on the other hand, uh- <laughs> go <laughs> communism! Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard. We're not solving yeah. answers. We're not solving problems today. As we said,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Zach's coming out of this with an existential
2: crisis. Perhaps, Uh, yes. (laughs) When you don't hear from me for a week, I've been locked in a room and I'm thinking about, no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is is hard. In general,
0: there are, I mean, there's no platform whose goal it should be to live stream any kind of terrible terroristic activities on the internet anyway right so i mean it, it should also be in i don't even know I, I, this entire thing i i try to stay away from but i don't even know where where like those things happen but if terrorists would use facebook for live streaming whatever they're doing it should be in facebook's best interest also to to figure out ways of of not allowing that Because clearly Facebook doesn't want to align themselves with terrorists either.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, and I think how how much engagement there was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, then like people, people try to, people try to argue that Twitter should be harder on who should be blocked and who should be allowed on their platform, but that's not really moving anywhere. And I think the things that are being. It seems to be a very hard fight to go through. I think definitely terrorism is slight, is very different from that. Uh, but it is hard to, I think, push a company to do something differently um, unless there is some negative downside to, to it potentially. So I think having a fine might potentially be a good way of enforcing it. But then you you don't want to have, like you say, okay. Uh, then the next thing could be that they... Put fines on if you have if you break any other rules that the government decides should be a rule, and if that's not a reasonable rule in the first place, that's going to be it's it's a it's an easy thing to I guess get wrong.
0: Yeah, I mean in general, this is probably getting us towards the the ethics in 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 software and in into that kind of direction, anyways. Um, in in theory a company should have the rights of saying we do not agree with those laws we do not want to comply right mm-hmm. so if we're looking at a market like china there certain companies do not des- decide to not offer their services in china because they don't want to follow the rules that are required to be available in china right like google is not available there And that is partially because uh, the Chinese government doesn't want Google to behave the way it does right now uh, on their network. At the same time, Google doesn't want, or at least, I mean, who knows what it is, but Google either doesn't want to comply with what the Chinese government wants it to do. Or number two, uh, Google doesn't want to expose themselves to the criticism they would get from anywhere else in the world if they would build something for the Chinese market. Or the Chinese government just doesn't want Google to be there because they'd rather want their the Chinese competition to, to be successful uh, rather than Google entering the market. But whatever it is, I mean, there are, there are decisions that are being made to not comply with certain things. And I mean, that is probably costing assuming this is Google's decision. It's probably costing Google a lot of money not to be there because they would make a boatload of money if they would enter the market. And I mean, those kind of decisions happen in every single company that kind of goes global. You have to decide, where where do I want to comply? Which markets do I want to enter? Which markets do I want to leave? Because I do not agree with that. And that's kind of the ethics discussion. Do you think it's good? Is it... Ethical for you to comply with the regulation in those places to make money, or do you think that's that's too far? And I feel like, I mean, Facebook is definitely not uh, the king of ethics uh, by any standard, um, and they're probably even uh, relatively low uh, in in that. And if if we would give um, a eth- an ethics score to to tech companies, Facebook would probably be in the in the bottom third. Um, and I mean that is part of the reason why I don't really enjoy using Facebook services or even stopped using like I, I used to use Facebook when uh, not too like I don't know five six years ago and I decided to stop it because I didn't agree with what Facebook was doing if enough people Also behave that way and stop using their services, like or or becomes big enough of a controversy that Facebook is scared of losing those people. Then that's also a way of forcing a company that happened to not really think ethical behavior was necessary to To adjust because they're just afraid that if they continue what they're doing, they will no longer be what they are at the moment. And I mean, we've seen that with Facebook now, right? When they're saying, hey, by the way, we're now pivoting towards privacy and privacy is all of a sudden a thing we care about because it blew up recently. So they were forced to to do something about that. Um, so I, I think as consumers... We of of services we also have, and especially as people in tech and people that are quite vocal about things in tech, there is, and not just the three of us, but in general, most people that listen to 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 this podcast and people that go to meetups and conferences, there is a way of influencing and driving people, or trying to help driving people away from certain services, that, and explain why why it is potentially not ethical or not aligning with with values to use those services and therefore have enough of a kind of ripple effect to to force those companies to either change or for alternatives to become more viable and I think that is actually probably the best tool we have at this point in time to 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 force change by just trying to influence enough people to or explain the situation so people can make decisions around those kind of things. All right, should we do our... Uh, the things... We, what is the segment even called, I forgot?
1: Things of the week segment. It's
0: been, it's been so long since we've done it. that I forgot. It's
1: clearly stating weekly, yeah, sort of, in the name.
0: All right, so, we should, should we, we then talk about the things we like this week, list... <laughs>
1: let's just go Kai have you had anything particular that you really enjoyed this week I actually I don't
0: know I don't know if that's in the rules and I don't know if I'm allowed to do that I don't
1: know if we have a rule book for this so go ahead
0: so I I will try it now and then we can see if we have to form new rules around this Um, so I have a dual pick um, oh
1: no! No, you're already breaking something. <laughs> they're of not.
0: They're not technically uh, really related either. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> okay. So number one is uh, the new AirPods. I still really enjoy them. They're it's such a nice uh, improvement from the previous generation, just because they actually last and don't turn off all the time while while wearing them. So that's nice. Uh, that was mostly battery issue with the previous one, but the new ones have a new battery. So that's that's a huge improvement. Mm-hmm. And just the it's it is just glorious what they behave the way way airports are supposed to you put them in your ears you can play something and it works directly um I really really enjoy that and it's just um it's it's fun it used to be in the last few months with the previous generation and their dying batteries. It used to be a daily i mean again very very uh, high level of criticism um that my life is overall pretty good, but my frustration was about having to constantly put uh, AirPods in in my ears, take them out, put them back in for them to finally turn on. Uh, There are definitely people with more problems than that, but that was annoying, and now all of that is solved. So that was, I I really enjoyed that. Second one, um, (laughs) iOS 12.2 was released. um, And I don't know if you guys noticed that, but I've,
1: noticed it was released
0: uh, i i hope you i hope we that. do <laughs> um but one one major bug fix that i i noticed um is i don't know if you guys had that do you even have a Taptic engine in your phone Zach?
1: Oh, don't be me. Yes, mean. I do.
0: Okay. Yes,
2: I do. I have, <laughs> I like, know. the good one, too, because there know. was what the you... iPhone 6S where it wasn't, like, the proper Taptic, but it had some fancy new vibration thing. But now my 7 uh-huh. does the haptic feedback. It, okay, okay. It's good. Yeah, yep. I
0: didn't know what your rotary phone does. Wow.
2: Um, <laughs> um,
0: but sometimes um, uh, the Taptic engine got stuck. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever, you two ever noticed that. So sometimes after using a phone for a while, uh, you would just not get any more uh, feedback.
2: My iPhone 7 is perfect.
1: This is, this has never happened to me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, maybe there's a problem with your phone. What was that, Manit?
1: This has never happened to my phone. Never? No. Never. I've
0: had it for for years, both in the, I don't know if I had it before the 10, but I definitely had it in the 10 and the, really? the 10S. No, I've never seen this. At some point, uh, the electric engine would get stuck or okay. it felt like it got stuck and the workaround to unstuck it, that's a word, um, was to um, uh, lock the phone and then just slightly touch the camera or um, flashlight. What? Bubbles.
1: How did you even realize So that way of fixing
0: it? That would... Tr- uh, it wasn't coincident at some point, but that was my workaround for years. So every time I know it's all right, Taptic engine stopped uh, responding. locked the phone, tapped or hold my finger on that button, and it would just uh, like trigger like f- five, six, seven times in a row. So I don't know if they if they were queued up or something, but no matter wh- h- how we got there, and uh, the the, engine, the Taptic engine got stuck, and it would happen. I would I'd say every every. Every third day or so, it would happen. Um, Sometimes related to to games.
1: So weird. Never happened to me. Well, maybe. Maybe something wrong with your phone.
0: But I mean, it was at least D10 and D10S. Maybe there's something
2: corrupt in your backup. (laughs) (laughs) Try Um, a clean install next time.
0: N- no, but that's that's my pick. So no matter what happens, okay. no matter how 12. I got fixes it, no matter how I get it hasn't up.
1: been that long since twelve point two came out though. So it could just be that you've been lucky.
2: Y-
0: if, yeah. if
1: it happens only every th- three days, yeah, because
2: you, you haven't restarted your phone in a couple of weeks. It's it's only been on for a few weeks.
0: No, but it's it's definitely. Um, I would have I would have run into that by now with twelve point one. It okay. might have been even more frequent than every 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 three days. It might have been every day that it would get stuck at some point. Even some days it would get stuck multiple times a day. It was definitely something that was occurring semi frequently, and I've haven't I haven't had that in twelve point two. And my assumption is that uh, something has changed. In the Taptic Engine and/or in the in the software to talk to the Taptic Engine, and it's glorious. And I never, I haven't had that issue, uh, which probably triggers a follow up next week that for some reason it happened again. But at the moment, I'm I'm hopeful, and I I think after years of getting my Taptic Engine stuck, that 12.2 finally fixed that.
2: Well, glad to hear it. That's promising, right? <laughs> mm. Not really cool. sure what that had to do with AirPods, but anyway. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Never, never. You just wanted
1: two picks and you didn't want to anyone else to pick those two picks, I guess.
0: No, I wanted to pick I wanted to pick the AirPods because it's definitely I don't know, everyone everyone loved the AirPods when they initially uh came out, right? The the first generation. Mm-hmm. And I was part of that. Um I really enjoying the 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 AirPods. Uh, the airpods uh, in my day-to-day life but then they degraded quite significantly and now i'm back to to glorious days so it's just um such a nice nice usable product that now behaves exactly as it should so i'm just happy with the product all right marlin what is your pick
1: so um I'm actually quite excited for this recording that we're doing today uh, because I got a new uh, microphone stand. Oh, okay. Yeah. I changed the pick from what's in there. No, no, I was just about to say, pick.
2: that doesn't sound like
0: what's written here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. using a semi-bleached paper notebook as her, no- <laughs> as her microphone stand. Hi, that's what yeah, you should have done. So you so should have so put <laughs> the AirPods down so no one else no one else, picked them and then spoke about <laughs> iOS 12.2. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean you plan to pick the semi-bleached paper notebook and Mullen stole that f- away from you now? Absolutely. I
1: realized, although the notebook that I plan to pick is a super great pick, um, I realized that it might be better for our audience to talk about something, um, something else. Yeah, b- um, so. bit of a
0: bait and switch going on here.
1: <laughs> so I pick um, our, my new, um, my new microphone stand. So that's from um, Newer, I think. Newman. New- newer.
0: Is that newer. That's newer, I think. But
1: it's double E, so uh, I'm gonna say newer. newer. Um, so it's a professional recording microphone stand. Don't forget that it's professional. So that's mm-hmm. how you know it's good. Um, so I got that. I actually got one for the last recording, but it was missing some pieces. I'm not doing a good uh, job. Just a table mount or- Yeah, just a table mount. You know, I should just have been holding it, but, um, I didn't open it or I didn't, didn't end up using it. So I got a new one uh, with all of the pieces and now I have it mounted to my desk. And it's really, what I really like with this is that it's like easily folded. I can easily fold it away and like keep the microphone in the stand so I can just let it stay on my desk but it's not going to be in the way and it's quite a long mount as well so i can sort of sit wherever i want along the desk and it's really good it's very adjustable and um, it makes it so much better because before i had like the stand i had before was like way too short because it was the one that came with the microphone and it was just really awkward because i didn't have it high enough so then i had to have like boxes under it and it was it was a bit of a mess so uh, this is so much nicer and, yeah, I don't really have to worry about it falling or anything. Uh, it just works.
0: It's good. And Zach has to, has to wait 10 minutes less every time when we're trying to set up.
1: I know. We don't have to pick boxes. I know.
0: Oh. Hmm. So it's actually uh it's, actually a it's a pick pick on, on Zach's Zach. <laughs> behalf. <Yeah.
1: laughs> All right. Um, what are you picking, Zach? Okay.
2: So my pick this week is the sizzle. The sizzle is is a newsletter, a tech newsletter that is it's primarily Australian-focused. It's written by an Australian guy um, named Anthony. And I'm picking it for a few reasons. So it's been on my list for a while. Uh, I thought it fits nicely with this week's episode where um, we spoke a little bit about some Australian-specific tech news. And one of the ways that I do keep up with tech news is through this newsletter. So the idea behind it is... It's sent uh, daily like on a, every weekday um, usually between about three and 5 pm and it sort of has a nice summary of the day's tech news. The idea is that the um, the summaries that are given in the article sorry in the newsletter are pretty good summaries like you don't necessarily need to go through and click every link, but then there's they always link through to something else if you want more information on a particular story. And I think this is a really nice way to do it because the summaries are great for, you know, 80% of the articles, probably all but one a day. Um And yeah, it's just, it's a really nice way to be able to keep up, uh keep up to date with tech news because it sort of saves someone like me from having to sit through and find that news myself. Um Instead, it just comes into my inbox every afternoon in a nice curated form. Um It's written fairly colloquially, like it is Australian. It's... You know, it's pretty casual. It, no one's taking themselves too seriously, but it, like the news is serious, but the way that it's written mm. is um, usually in a pretty entertaining style. Um, so I don't know. That might be something that people who listen to this show are interested in. Uh, I definitely mm. recommend that if you are Australian and you do work in tech or IT or anything like that, it is just in general good to be reading about these things that are happening and, and keep up with these stories. Um, of course, it covers all the. International news as well. Like if Apple have an event, if Google have an event, Microsoft, whatever, it'll cover those, but it will also cover some uh, interesting laws and interesting um, stories that are, are more Australia focused, um, which is also quite cool because often a lot of the tech news sites that I read don't have uh, an interest in Australia whatsoever. And that's perfectly fine, but this is a nice way to keep up with some Australian things happening in the tech scene. Um, it's $5 a month, which is Really inexpensive when you consider you get twenty plus episodes a month, and um, yes, yeah, so it's really, really affordable um, for, for what it's it? delivering you. Sorry, how much is it? Five dollars a month. Five dollars a month. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's worth at least five bucks a week. Like it's it's pretty good. Um, hmm. I I've subscribed for almost two years now, and I have no regrets. It's um yeah, it's a really really good thing. Uh, it's sort of nice to just have something to read as a nice summary of the day on your way home, um, the the little description that Anthony gives it on the site is tech news and bargains with an Aussie slant curated for you every afternoon. So that's, that's the other thing that I should mention. Um, <laughs> Use coupon code uh, cupoftech25 for 25% off. <laughs> no, no, we don't have a referral or anything. Um, but I should mention that at the end of every episode, uh, Anthony does a really good job. Well, oh, actually, it's not exclusively Anthony at the moment. Um, he's also getting some other people to write some days of the week as well, and they do, a, they do an equally great job. Um, part of the newsletter is at the bottom, their last segment is a deals uh, segment. So, hmm. popular tech that people... Like it's not spammy in any way. It's, I mean, yes, it is a way for the newsletter to make more than the five dollars a month you pay them. You know, through referral codes and stuff. Um, but it is a really good way to find out about tech that's on sale. Um, I, if I think about it like this, I've probably saved more money from subscribing to the Sizzle than I have by, than I have paid for it. Just because, I mean, if I want a new pair of headphones or something, um, then I'll keep an eye on the Sizzle like the bottom section of the sizzle and look for when they're on special. So I bought the Bose QC35s when they had a, an eBay deal, for example. And I found out about that from the sizzle. Um, he'll often point out things like iTunes cards when they're on special. And generally when they are, I'll go up and stock up on those. Um, so those kind of things that, a broad tech community might be interested in um phillips hue bulbs i believe that when i bought some of those um that was another deal that i found out about through the sizzle so there's plenty of good stuff at the bottom of that if you're interested in those kind of deals um there is a two-week free trial so if you're not sure if you're interested um jump to jump across to the sizzle.com.au and put in your email address you get the get the newsletter for free for two weeks um this is in no way like paid endorsement or anything but uh, I do really, I do really like the sizzle and I'm a fan of it. Are you um, sure? <laughs> so you should, you should check it out if you're, um, if you're interested, but I mean, it's a free trial, so you can't really go wrong. Um, and there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing dodgy going on. Like, you know, it's not selling, it's not selling, you're not selling your email. No, 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 but, like, no. Like- <laughs> but often email newsletter lists will yeah. like sell your email address or something like that. Like this is a paid business model. Um, You put your email address in, you're not. You're not getting spam. You're not getting anything like that. It's genuine, interesting tech news. Um, So, yeah, that's my pick.
1: Cool. Awesome. Um, All right. It's pretty late here. We should go to bed.
2: Have a good weekend.